You're a man that controls his own destiny. A man that is always in the pursuit of being better. You are in the right place. You are responsible. You are strong. You are a leader. You are a force for good. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum. Welcome back to the Alpha Quorum show. Brad Singletary here. I'm your host, the producer, and the founder of the Alpha Quorum. I'm so excited about what we're doing tonight. Listen, this I know it's been a, a month or two since we released an episode, but this is a first for us on many levels. First of all, we have a huge panel here tonight from people who live here in Las Vegas all the way to other West Coast places. And on the other side of the world, we got the thunder from down under. We'll introduce everyone here a little bit later. But our purpose tonight is to talk about the Alpha 360, which was a first time um, kind of a wellness fitness challenge for men. Uh, the idea was to compete and to strengthen ourselves in many areas. Some of you are familiar with things like the uh, 75 hard Andy Frazella, uh, lots of different challenges out there, 30 day, 60 day, 90 day challenges. Many of those have to do with fitness or diet. And so we wanted to, this to be more of a, well, 360 degree type of challenge that has to do with, you know, mental health, emotional health, just wellness, awareness of yourself and your struggles and how to get through those things. We'll talk about those steps here a little bit later, but first I want to introduce my guests here. I'll just start with those on the top of my screen. Jeremy, introduce yourself. Give us a, a little bit of an introduction about yourself and why you wanted to do this. Well, my name's Jeremy. Um, I'm a father of two. Got a near five-year-old and a near six-month-old baby here. And I'm married to my wife. Uh, I'm an engineer at Intel. I'm a process engineer helping manufacture and develop the process of manufacturing chips for the company. Uh, I stay very busy with work. I stay very busy with family. Um, uh, so I wanted to do this challenge to kind of spend more time on myself, not just on my work and my family. What part of the world do you live in, Jeremy? I'm up in Oregon on the Northwest coast. Right on. And I'm just curious, what was your connection to the alpha quorum? Like did someone invite you? You know, someone else who's involved or how did you get connected with us in, in the first place? Uh, one of my primary hobbies is riding dirt bikes, riding adventure oh, bikes. One of the dirt bikers. Okay. So there's a lot of guys coming over from the dirt bike groups and the riding groups. Uh, so I know quite a few people have joined the uh, Alpha Quorum Facebook group. Well, it's good to finally have a, a face and a voice to so, so many of our of our uh, fans and followers and friends on uh, on this Facebook page or dirt bikers. So. Thanks for representing them. You've done well in this challenge, Jeremy. We're going to hear more from you later about how you did. All right. How about you, Paul? Uh, my name is Paul Charette. I am a, uh, a therapist, mental health, uh, here in Las Vegas. I've uh, been a therapist for 15 years. And in the uh, last two years, I've also uh, dipped my toes into life coaching as well. Um, I joined the challenge at your invitation, Brad, we uh, belong to a Facebook group together for uh, therapists and we've struck up a friendship and you uh, invited me into the group and uh, yeah, it was great. It was, it was, it was great to have that camaraderie and, and sort of uh, fellowship to, to make some changes and better myself. So 
Thanks for having me on this too. Paul, we've talked on the phone before about some different things, but uh, first time I've seen you, and I've got to say, you're rocking that beard, man. I am just thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. It's it's a skill, (laughs) a skill. It gets hidden with the pandemic, but you know. All right, Jared. How about you, sir? Hey guys, great to be with you. Uh, So um, I guess you can probably tell where I'm from. I'm from Australia. Um, I guess I'm a proud proud Aussie. Um, father of uh, six children, uh, ranging from ages 21 through to uh, six. So uh, between between that and work and family life, I I can be busy. Um, I currently am in the earth moving industry at the moment, just trying something a bit different. I guess living out a childhood dream of when I used to play in the sandpit. Um, earth moving. He 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 moves the whole earth. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. That's how I roll. What is it like excavation type stuff, or what? 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 T- uh, all, all the above. So I, I don't just. I, I have a number of tickets, and and I operate a lot of machines. So it was uh, something that presented itself, and I just went from one machine to another, going, ah, oh, they're all the same. They all just look different, but they're all the same. So it was all. It was all a challenge, and I, I took a challenge. I like a challenge. And um, when I'm not uh, when I'm not uh, doing stuff with the family, I'm doing stuff by myself. I like to go and chase pigs um, for for a hobby, and I usually take my older boys with me as well. Yeah, I saw you posted a picture about that big hog you shot here. I didn't even know you could shoot guns in Australia. I didn't know you could do that. I guess hunters can do so. Or we we can. Yeah, we've got access to some uh, big property about three hours from my place, and. And, uh, yeah, that's our recreational hobby. Right on. All right. Thank you for joining us here, man. So it's like 6 o'clock on a Saturday night here or maybe almost 6.30, but it's, what, noon, noon, 12.30 over there. And Are you in Brisbane? Yeah. Brisbane, yep. Brisbane. Is that Queensland? Queensland. Ah, <laughs> shit. Uh. All right, Michael, how about you, sir? Okay. Um, I'm Michael. I'm a husband. I'm a father of five kids. All five of them are adopted, all different, uh, all different races and creeds and colors. We consider ourselves the United Nations in Henderson, Nevada, because we got them all here. Um, I'm a drama teacher. I've uh, taught in the school district here for 21 years. Nine of those years, I was a school administrator. After those nine, I repented of my sins and went back to teaching theater because mm-hmm. You have to, yeah. Anyway, so, and I joined because of Brad. Interestingly enough, Brad actually helped us with the adoption, the final part of the adoption of our youngest uh, child. And that was mm, 16 years ago, I believe. Wow, that's crazy, yeah. And you did that, Brad. So, anyway, yep. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Yep, yep. How about you, Mike, in Vegas? So I am, let's see, live in Las Vegas. Um, I own a catering company. I've got five kids. They range from 26 to 12. And then we also have kind of three kids that we've kind of adopted along the way. Um, Our girls' best friends. So they've lived with us at times. Um, I know I I got introduced to the program, Brad, told me about it. I work with him with their group and, uh, and, uh, he was doing this challenge and I said, yeah, let's go for it. 
I, uh, no, I like to um, do a lot of different things outside of my family. And this was just an opportunity to continue to improve myself so I can uh, give more to my family. Right on. Thank you for introducing yourselves, everyone. I'm curious if you don't mind sharing how old you all are, Jeremy. I don't know if you said that. How old are you? Yeah, uh, 32. 32, Paul? 47. 47. Jared? 44. 44. Michael? 56. 56. And Mike? Uh, 52. It looks like the fittest one here is maybe the oldest one here, uh, Michael. I think you, you're probably the fittest. And by the way, we have a we 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 had a little uh, we've got a Discord uh, server. I think that's what it's called. And uh, Michael on the Discord server shared a couple of shirtless pics flexing in the mirror, the old mirror selfie. And uh, unbelievable how how fit you are, sir, for your age. I I've got like 12 years to catch up to you, so maybe I'll get there. <laughs> Oh, I was young, foolish, and naive when I took those pictures. That was like three months ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I was younger and more foolish and naive or right, So just tell me, I want to just, just have, me, have you share with me some of your thoughts about this whole thing in general. So what we had here is a challenge that consisted of things we try to pull things in from the red nine and the red nine those are just things that i believe make us stronger men and um, allow us to be um, more just well-rounded and strengthen ourselves in different areas so we had here are a few of the things so we're talking about attitude actions and attributes and uh, in the attitude section, this has to do with reverence, responsibility, and resourcefulness. So the requirement was to do, so the requirements were to not complain and admit when you're wrong, read fiction at least 20 minutes a day, 30 words of written gratitude, uh, meditation or vocal prayer, or some other kind of spiritual practice or some kind of a, like a worship service. In the action category, we have engaged in meaningful connection, serious household investment, uh, track or record all the foods that you eat, drink only water or at least one gallon of water, strenuous physical activity, share your progress on social media. Under the attributes we have, so discipline, discernment, and distinction. So abstain from an addictive habit, um, give service to an individual organization, engage with a tribe for real talk, or process your emotions by journaling. What did you think of this list of requirements? Maybe this was too complicated, too long, too much to do. All of you did very well to track this stuff every single day for 60 days. So impressive. What did you think when you first saw this? So I'll start. I, uh, you know, I've shared with this with friends before, but I usually tell people, if you want to get something done, keep it simple and make a list. I do this in my personal life with little house projects, projects on the vehicles, things like that. I make a list and I usually make it something I can get done in a day. And if I can knock out one thing in a day, every day for a week, my list will dwindle. It'll get smaller. Life gets more complicated when you let your list get too big and you're not keeping track of it. So when you have a list of things you can focus on every day to improve yourself, I think it makes it a lot easier. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I just thought it was, uh, I guess, a good kick in the pants for, for some of it was to for me to realise that for some of it I was doing it without actually acknowledging that I was doing it, you know, and, and I guess, um, you know, a chance to probably A, better myself and better my habits that I'd already formed that just, you know, needed a bit of fine-tuning. I love that. I love that perspective. Paul, you were going to share something. Yeah, I liked how uh, inclusive and, and all-encompassing it was. All the different categories, there was something in there that I think everybody could gravitate toward that they were good at and something that they might need to strive for or, or work harder at. So I thought that, that was a good balance between uh, working on something that your your strength is in and, and maybe something that, that need to uh, maybe improve in your life. And the accountability piece uh, where whether it's just uh, knocking down, writing down your points every day or, or posting it is also something that I find uh, improves your likelihood that you're going to do those things because you're not just accountable to yourself. You're actually accountable to to other people. So I, I think that's a really part for me as well um, was was being able to do that. So, yeah, I wanted it to be flexible. So like on the, on the 75 hard challenge, for example, they want you to work out twice a day for 45 minutes, two workouts a day, two 45 minute workouts a day. And one of them have to be outside. That's difficult to do. I've actually started that challenge twice and didn't finish. And I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted some damn credit. If I, if I'm like hanging out with my family or hanging Christmas lights, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to get some credit for that. So we tried to weight each thing. So a strenuous, strenuous physical activity, for example, I think was worth three points you know, write, writing some gratitude down in the journal, maybe that's one point. And so obviously some may be easier or, or, you know, more difficult than others. And I think if we look at those points, like Jared ended up being the, the, the grand prize winner there. And I think it's because of some of the key things that he hit. There were some things that you didn't do every day, um, but the ones that kind of had the most weight, that's what elevated your score. And uh I won't even, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about myself as a, as a competitor. <laughs> I'm on the list there somewhere. I'm not in the top five. That's you, that's you, you guys here. So, all right, Michael and Mike, what are your thoughts on when you first kind of look at this? Some of those things I was already doing, um, I, I had just started working out. And so that was, it was nice. It kept me honest. Um, I had a, a, a trainer for a while, but my money ran out, so I had to do it on my own. And so what was really nice is that I knew that I was reporting to somebody, and so I reported to the group. And so there were some things I went, dang, I, I, I don't do that. I, you know, I, uh, but some things I, I did, and I figured, okay, I can do these things. Like I used to be a, a journal keeper. I stopped, so it was a great time for me to pick up that habit, and it was, it was nice to do that. And uh, talking about gratitude, it, just my silly little things that I was grateful for. You talked about the journal writing, and that's I put my 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 gratitude and process journal together, and I uh, I really liked that because I found that I was happier. Once I recognized everything that I was grateful for, or just one thing I was grateful for for a particular day, and uh, that that really helped. How about you, Mike? Overall impressions when you see the list of like requirements, all the things you've done. By the way, Mike did a challenge. We did the seventy-five hard together, and uh, he he actually won that challenge. Got a got an Alpha Corp T-shirt for that a while back, and uh, it was from that first experience that we 
we, we wanted to build some more, you know, some different, I guess, dimensions to this thing. So Mike, what did you think when you saw this? You know, I liked it because it seemed to me like I was doing a lot of that stuff, but there was some days, um, some days I'm up at five o'clock and I'm running all day long. It's 10 o'clock at night. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, I haven't had the meaningful workout or I haven't done this. And it just, rather than going home and watching TV for an hour before I crashed again, you know, it was like, you know, I'm going to go work out. So it was me just being honest and realizing that, you know, I can either trade personal time doing something positive, or I can trade personal time vegging in front of a computer screen or from front of a TV. And um, so it keeping me honest like that and just really focusing on me rather than on strictly entertainment. And also, I also do a lot of um, <clears throat> work with men and, um, you know, I go to meetings most days. So it was great. You know, one of the aspects in there was working with uh, a group of men or, and kind of doing self-help and self-development. So I was grateful that that was in there because it made me realize um, the benefit of that. And probably the biggest thing is I'm, you know, I'm a chef. So you follow a recipe and at the end, hopefully you get a good result. And whenever I do challenges like that, if I follow the recipe at the end, I look and see if it's a worthwhile result. And um, sometimes I don't want, I question what's the recipe, but if I follow it, then um, either I find out if it's good or not. And as I followed this program, I realized, you know, there was a lot of really good things about it. And um, I saw myself stretching and I saw myself keeping on task a little bit more than I would be otherwise. And that in itself was a rewarding process. So in this challenge, what did you begin to do that you weren't, didn't, weren't in the habit of doing before, but you found a lot of fulfillment from that. For me, it was journaling, actually. So I'm a, I like to write. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an introvert, actually. And so uh, writing comes easier for me than speaking and sharing my feelings and so forth. And one of my problems in the past, I've gotten in a lot of trouble with text messages or things I post on social media. And I'm, I'm, I need to do that. I need to write, but it's not always something that I should share publicly. <laughs> uh, and I guess I'm an open book and I've, and I've, and I've done a lot of that. And I, and I think it's good to do some, um, but I needed a place where I could really just kind of dump my feelings. And, and this may be a paragraph. I use the app. I think it's called journey. Um, I just found it for this challenge and that was really, uh, meaningful for me, the journaling part. That was, that's one that I wasn't really doing ever, uh, that I found most fulfilling. How about you guys, Jeremy? One of the aspects was, uh, meditation, I think was an option on there. Yeah. Uh, mindfulness is another way to say it. I, uh, you can ask my wife, she'll agree. I'm pretty active. I never want to sit still in life. Like I'm always doing something. Uh, so taking some time to just unwind, think about the day, think about the progress I'm making on the challenge. That was good for me. And just taking a moment to breathe. I, uh, I think it's good to be active and, you know, be productive on a daily basis, but I think subconsciously it takes a toll on you. It's a bit stressful. So it's just good to take some, take a moment for yourself. I think. Describe that a little bit. Like I'm, I'm guessing a lot of these dudes never, they don't even know what meditation is and never tried that. So for you, is this like, you know, you're sitting Indian style on a bamboo rug. I mean, what, what are you, you know, listening to like 
spa music or wh- how do you do what did what was your method for that uh personally i've got a couple yoga mats they're just comfortable to sit on or kneel on or whatever um you know just take a moment to sit down relax close my eyes focus on my breathing think about the day think about my goals for tomorrow uh thinking about things i might have done wrong today you know did i make a mistake did i overreact to someone did i get upset with somebody when i shouldn't have those kind of things just thoughtful process right on how about you paul what's something that you found most fulfilling that you weren't really doing at all before i think it's easy to come home and complain and, and, and think of all the things that went, went wrong in your day and what's going wrong in your life and the world and so on and so forth. But to take the time to be grateful and write down that gratitude and, and what you're thankful for each day and, and take a moment out to think of what that is, whether it's personally or professionally, and then seeing it down on paper and actually uh, reflecting on it and kind of reviewing the patterns and whatnot and saying, wow, these are, there's a lot for me to be grateful about has been really rewarding. And it's something that I plan on doing moving forward, kind of keeping a, a running journal every day or a running tally every day of, of at least one thing that I'm grateful for in my life, especially in these times where, where things are just so chaotic. That's been really helpful for me to kind of get through the day, the week, the months, and, and kind of just see uh, some light at the end of each tunnel every day. So that's been great. Right on. How about you, Jared? Yeah, look, for me, it was probably, to be honest, engaging more with the family. You know, yes, I was engaged in, in, in what the family was doing, but was I really engaged or was I just merely a presence? And for, for me, I guess it was, um, I guess, having a look at where I was and being actively involved, being actively engaged. Yes, I was there. Yes, I was doing things, but I'd always probably be thinking to myself, I'd rather be in other places and doing other things. Rather and, be hunting hogs or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But, but um, you know, it was, it was a chance to reevaluate well and truly and, and, you know, get my priorities right and be able to uh, set them back to where they needed to be. Did they notice? Did your family notice? Uh, did, well, first, I guess, let me ask, did they know you're doing the challenge and did they say like, wow, dad's, you know, he hangs out with us a lot more. He's more involved. Did they notice? Yeah, it? yeah. Look, they, they, they did, and especially, especially my wife. You know, because I'd always come home from work, and first thing I'd do is put my feet up and sit on the chair, and and uh, you know, I yes, I'd been at work all day, and my my wife stays at home, and she's a housewife, and she's she's very good at what she does. But I guess I took that for granted, expecting her to to do, I guess, labour my part of the load that that I probably should have shared, and. For, for me to physically realize and engage in that was was just a uh, I guess for myself a relief of of where I was heading right on man how about you Michael something that you started to do that you hadn't really been doing before that meant the most oh jeez um, I'll this isn't this isn't really going to answer the question. I'm I'm a grumpy man, you know. Uh, I really am, uh, and so trying to and and I can be grumpy about anything. It doesn't matter. Um, and so it was uh, man. It was 
I think it was Paul who said the, the writing gratitude because I don't I don't do that a lot. Or I I mean, there are times I I say thanks or I you know I stop and go oh, but just you know I mentioned I'm a teacher and I teach theater and not just acting, but I also teach how to build sets. And how do you teach kids how to build a set for the stage? How, how do you do that online? The kids need to get their, their hands dirty. They need to bang their finger with a hammer. They, they need to see what it's like to actually pick up and move things, how to run a light board or a soundboard. And so as I was writing things that I'm grateful for, I okay, this is silly and I'm going to start crying and I don't want to. <clears throat> it's, I was so grateful for this challenge because not necessarily the 360, but it was the 360 that allowed me to, to do this. So yes, um, but I, I'm grateful for the challenge that I've had this year. And 360 made me aware of it that I now have to teach it this way. And so I got to learn more. I got to learn my craft a little more. And uh, so that's one of the things that I, I really appreciated was looking at the gratitude. And I found, and my, my family found too, that as I was, Nisa, really my wife, was the one um, that she saw that I wasn't as grumpy, wasn't as, uh, and I really think it was because I was writing every day, recognizing every day uh, what I was grateful for. Even even the things that are challenged is like stupid COVID, you know. There you go. It's amazing to me how many of you are talking about family stuff and how this, you know, even though this is you focusing on yourself and on your own emotions and coping with that stuff better, the outcome affects so much more than just yourself and is affecting family members, your household. And uh, it's impressive. I'm really glad to, to hear this stuff from you guys. How about you, Mike? You know what, as I was listening to everybody else, and those are all really good takebacks from the whole thing. For me, it was really just, I generally don't complain, but if I don't think about not complaining, then it's out of my mouth before I actually realize that I'm complaining. So <clears throat> it, it was one of those things where I had to think to myself, okay, if I'm truly not complaining, then I went into every interaction looking for my part in it and kind of what I might, might've done wrong or, or being, I guess, open-minded and objective in every interaction. And as a result, I find my, I found myself catching myself mentally complaining before it came out of my mouth. And for me, that's the, that's the hardest thing because once it's done, I can't take it back. And then there's, I'm in the doghouse, or there's um, making amends or I'm sorry, or I didn't mean that where this was a great challenge for me because in most interactions, especially with my family, I really was about, okay, let's not complain about this. Let's talk about this objectively because, um, and that really made a big difference was just going into it with the mindset. I'm not going to complain. Let's get the facts and then let's figure out how to solve the problem rather than solving the problem and nagging them at the same time. So for me, that was probably the biggest. And um, it was great, especially in the holiday season. My kids were coming back from college. There was a lot of things going on. And um, 
there was there wasn't really any fights at all this holiday season when there usually is a couple just when you get a bunch of people together it's you're going to have disagreements and and usually that comes from complaining at some point i don't know if this is the same question but i but i'm having another another curiosity i guess and it has to do with experiments that you did with this like something that you just you you only did it because it was in this list you never really attempted this before um, so you weren't a big fan of it at all. You, you felt silly doing it, but you just kind of made an attempt to do to take one of these actions. What anything come to mind that you you just really stretched yourself to to do it, even if you didn't continue it through the sixty days? If you just made some heroic effort. Oh look, Brad, I don't think it's so much you know making making the effort. I I've always been taught you know if you stretch yourself and stretch yourself far enough that it hurts, that that's when you begin to grow. And for for myself, it's always it's always been that philosophy. Um, and it's not so much that you know all these things were new to me. You know, sometime in life, I, I have seen pretty much majority of what was on that list. Um, I guess it, it just purely gave me a focus to be able to exactly assess where I'm at in life and, and, and gain some refocus to, I guess, stretch myself to do the things that I probably wouldn't normally do. Okay. Anybody else? Something that you, you really had to reach in order to, to attempt? I would say similar to what Jared said, uh, each individual item, you know, we've all thought about at one point, probably. But the challenge was doing all of them at once every day. So what was very unique about this challenge is it wasn't just a fitness challenge. You're not just saying, hey, I'm going to work out every day for 30 minutes. It's you got to pick from each of the three categories and you got to hit them all. And doing that every day for 60 days is challenging for sure. Wow, I love it. So just being intentional about how you're going to spend your time, what you're going to focus on, kind of choosing the thing that you're going to... Address. And being well-rounded, I guess, is the best way to say it. Okay. How about you, Paul, Michael, Mike? Yeah, I think focusing on things uh, deliberately and with purpose rather than kind of just maybe going through the motions with certain things, um, knowing that you're, you're you're tracking things or you're, you're accountable for them or you're... Uh, reporting them rather than just kind of uh, maybe doing some of those things, but packaging the whole thing together, like other people have said, um, not just one or two things here or there, but that whole package together. I think it's like the uh, the whole is equal than more to the, the sum of the parts. That that sort of effect where you put it all together and it has uh, a cumulative effect that you don't even re- recognize necessarily by just doing one of those things or two of those things. Um, I, I think getting that benefit out of it that you didn't necessarily, or I didn't necessarily see coming um, when you just look at the individual things versus the whole package, if that made any sense. Okay. Appreciate that. I was just, I was thinking um, about the reading nonfiction. Um, I mentioned before, I'm, I'm a, t- I'm a teacher, but I'm a drama teacher, you know, so we tell stories, we, we show stories. So um, I'm used to reading a lot of scripts or things pertaining towards uh high school level uh, age kids. And so I started, um, because part of it was fitness, uh, the challenge, uh, and my wife, heaven forbid, is plant-based vegan. 
and, uh, and Lord have mercy on us all. And, and, uh, I, uh, she, she's been trying to get me to read one of these books. And one of the books is, uh, how not to die. And, um, so I found out all sorts of ways how not to die of certain things like, I know heart and diabetes and all those other kind of fun things, <laughs> fun things. And, um, and I, and I, I learned, uh, some things I, I didn't, didn't say, Oh honey, I'm going to be a vegan. Uh, incidentally, just so you guys know, Oreo cookies are vegan. No animals <laughs> are harmed in the making of, <laughs> of a, of an Oreo cookie. Um, it makes me feel really happy for, uh, I don't know, the, the vegan people, I guess, for them. Um, but uh, I, I learned some stuff and I go, oh, you know, that's, and, and so I, I read a lot of health kind of related books, but I, I read um, my uncle's personal history. Um, I, I found out that I actually had family that came over on the Mayflower. And um, so, and it wasn't my uncle who came over on the Mayflower, but he had, he had his journals and stuff like that, but he also went into the family history. And so um, there was a, a family pride sense that kind of hit me. So that was, I don't know if that answered your question. Uh, yeah. You said my name. So it's like, oh, okay, I'm an actor. I'll take stage. So. How about you, Mike? Something that you, what was the question? Something that you attempted that you hadn't really done much before? Well, I'd been doing a lot of that stuff off and on, but I think that I was doing it sometimes grudgingly because I wanted the results. And uh, I think somewhere in the challenge, it switched from having to do something to getting to do something because I was trying to be a better person. So for me, the whole challenge was really about a total mental shift positive that, hey, you know what, I get to do these things. Um, I'm in a place, you know, with my family and in my career and, and a lot of it to where I can take the time to do these things. I'm, I'm uh, in, invested deeply in my family, but I also have my own life outside of it to where I have activities that I do that are, aren't with the family. And there've been times in my life where, you know, years would go by and I, I looked up and didn't realize I hadn't really done anything for me. It's just been running kids uh, from one, one practice to one lesson back and forth, back and forth, and then trying to get a little work done. And then in the honeydew list and then trying to get into bed and start the rat race all over again. So for me, it was just an opportunity to get to do all these things. So it was a kind of total mental shift of gratitude. I get to do these things and grateful that I have the physical health. I can do these things and the wherewithal to be able to figure out how to multitask all those different things together. So really, it was just being grateful for the challenge, not looking at it as, wow, all right, I got to do this again. Oh, I got to do this because I'm a competitive person and I want to be competitive, but it was more out of a sense of gratitude and an opportunity to do it rather than trying to win. It was more, Hey, this is going to be good for me. So let's, let's do this in a positive way. Um, and I think that's 
really what, what the big takeaway for me was is doing the task in a very of oh I get to do this I get to do this and um, and benefit from the results. Cool, appreciate that. So I'm curious about the physical aspect, um, the the diet, the water, and the strenuous physical activity. Um, that's something that I well I did well with the water. Um, I didn't do quite as well with the with writing down my um, writing down my foods. I've I've struggled with weight throughout my life. I actually had weight loss surgery. What was it, three or four years ago? And was on Weight Watchers and things at different times. And one of the things I found most helpful was just to write it down. If I can track it and record what I'm doing, that's that's where that kind of came from. That's the magic of something like Weight Watchers. It, Whatever you eat, just write it down. It increases your awareness and you're, and you're, you're tuned in to what you're putting in your body. So talk about food, uh, water, uh, the strenuous physical activity, and what kind of, what'd you do? What kind of things you do? We'll, we'll wrap this up here in 10 or 15 minutes, but I'm just curious on the physical part because there was a lot of, it was kind of weighted heavily toward the uh, physical activity in, in, that, in that section. So go ahead, Jared. Okay, cheers. I was just going to say, probably the water challenge was was uh, probably the hardest one for me. It's never, I guess, water's never been part of my my strict diet before. But um, I guess my my background of being a tradesman used to, I guess, start the day with a can of coke and a uh, a pie and a sausage roll. That was that was breakfast, and. Um, for me, it kind of you know kicked a habit where I had to have some sort of sugar stimulation during the day, or you know as soon as I got home. But um, for for me, this has probably been the really really best part of the challenge is I have comfortably, you know, towards probably about the middle of the challenge, being able to consume the the uh, the gallon of water. So. Do they talk about gallons, or do you go by liters, or what? Do, what well, we, we go by we go by liters over here because my understanding is a gallon for you guys is about four liters. Well, yeah, around there, four liters. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, for for me, it was yeah four liters of water a day, and and to to start with, it was it was quite uh, I guess hard to stomach, <laughs> but uh, now that's that's all that 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 my diet consists of is now water. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anybody else do only water? Like, so not just a gallon day, but you only drink water. I, I didn't, I wasn't able to do that. Most days I got the gallon of water in, but did anyone only drink water? I, I would say um, because of working out, um, I was, I was told to take a lot of protein. And so I drank a lot of protein kind of things because I found it was easiest. I don't live plant-based, but obviously it's a, a big part of my life because of that. So I did supplement with like protein shakes, but, uh, but I also, I put so much into the protein. I felt like I was, I was eating more than, you know, I'd throw in stuff, but I still did the, the gallon of water. Um, in, in my house during the summer, we, we, we force our kids to drink water. They don't ever want to drink water. And so uh, we had the glass, we have glass glasses or glass mugs and we found that uh, you could use a Sharpie on the glasses and just take uh, tallies or hash marks on those glasses. And so we knew, oh, okay, we've, we've had that much uh, water today. And so that, that's helped us in the past. Um, and so, um, but uh, I, yeah, I, 
I think I addressed that issue of the water. I did more than a gallon. Um, we also, uh, there was a phlebotomist that I was, uh, that I spoke with, uh, you know, the vampires who take your blood uh, for med medical reasons or for donation reasons. And uh, if you donate blood or, or um, platelets, it helps with the, uh, helps with the, uh, the draining of your blood, I guess. And, uh, and it goes a lot faster, especially if you do platelets. Platelets can last a couple hours um, donating those. So um, that was something that I really had to get mindset again to do that. Anyway. Other guys, physical stuff, the uh, diet, recording, monitoring your food, uh, gallon of water a day, or strenuous physical activity. Yeah, for me, um, the the drinking of the water and uh, the kicking the bad habit kind of went hand in hand. It's it's difficult. I find it challenging to drink the, the water. And unlike Jared, I haven't actually kicked my coke habit yet. So that that <laughs> drinking the the coke every day. Uh, was something that I found throughout the challenge was something where I would fall off. Um, and it was, it was that challenge of giving up the Coke and, and drinking the water instead. It was, it was probably my most consistent challenge throughout the, uh, throughout the challenge. Um, so it gives me something to continue to aim for because uh, I know it helps uh, decrease weight and all those other things as I, as I see my weight expanding. Um, it gives me something to aim as this challenge is over. But it was something that I struggled with throughout the uh, throughout the challenge. Okay. Jeremy, Mike. Yeah. So the, uh, the fitness aspect, there were primarily three items, water, food, and working out, uh, the water thing. I sort of had a head start on, uh, when I was younger, I drank a lot more Coke. Everybody likes Coke and boo Pepsi. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the last five or six years, I started realizing it's wasteful to be drinking calories, right? We all have a waistline we can improve on. Why drink calories when you can not drink calories, right? So I started drinking diet soda. It's a step in the right direction. It's not ideal. And then uh, three to four years back, you know, I'm realizing before COVID, working on site at work, we have access to free soda, all we want. I'm still drinking diet, but I'm starting to say to myself, uh, you know, for every cup of soda, I should at least be drinking a, a cup of water to try to take another step in the right direction, try to get more water intake. Um, and, you know, trying to get more and more water per unit volume of soda, essentially. That's, what, that's the direction I was heading. So um, going into this challenge, I definitely was taking in more water already, um, but I wasn't tracking it. And so with this challenge, I started to realize what a gallon means. I have a cup in my kitchen. Um, roughly six of these cups is equal to a gallon. So actually, here you go. <laughs> I, I simplified it. I got to drink at least six of these every day to meet my, my goal there. Um, I don't think there was a single day in the entire 60 days where I only drank water. I do need a little bit of caffeine because, like I said earlier, I'm always on the move. And, yeah, I'm addicted to caffeine. Most people are. Everybody drinks something. Serious. Me too. That's, uh, that's, that's my New Year uh, challenge. That's going to be – that's my next thing is the only water. That's, that's what I'm really pushing for next. How about you, Mike? Physical aspect. You know, I found that <clears throat> as I uh, – well, about 18 months ago, I was probably 70 pounds heavier. 
So um, I've lost a ton of weight and part of that was exercising and drinking water. And so water was kind of a habit that I'd formed into. But as I increased my exercise to more strenuous, it seemed like I was craving the water and all the other things I didn't screw at all. So um, those weren't that difficult of the challenge. Watching what I eat, kind of a, that's a tough one because um, I cook for probably, I, I cook for a bunch of vegan, vegetarians, and regular people every day, probably anywhere from 60 to 90 meals a day. And so I cook all this really good food, but then I find myself um, grabbing a thing of donuts and eating it on the way as I'm delivering it. You know? So uh, I didn't really good good job of tracking my food. I don't really um, track it that much because I'm constantly working with food, tracking it's just a little bit onerous. But um, I figured that I did a few days. And when I did that, I felt good about myself. Um, that's probably the hardest part of this challenge is just it thing I just I'm food so much so it'd be like somebody who works with IT to limit the number of hours they spend on the computer each day it's uh or to track it because it's I don't think about it because I'm around food so much constantly tasting and and honestly the hard part is that I don't eat all day long because once I'm cooking it I smell it and I feel I my body says oh you're already eating it because you're smelling it and then I realize it's you know 10 o'clock at night and I haven't eaten anything all day long. And then age isn't good for my waistline. So uh, that was probably the hardest part of this challenge is just the tracking of the food. Um, the water and the strenuous exercise, I really enjoy because for me, that's my downtime for the day. Um, I wouldn't say that's my meditation time, but in some respects it is because I get plugged on, plugged in with a book, you know, mostly it's nonfiction and I'm, you know, multitasking. I'm exercising, um, reading, reading a book or listening to a book online uh, or talking to friends or catching up in something social. So um, for me, the exercising was just really, um, if I don't exercise each day, then I'm just not a happy person because I incorporate so many things in just getting out and exercising. What about the physical activity? Strenuous. So in the like 75 hard, they talk about two workouts a day. One has to be outside 45, two 45 minute workouts a day. That's, that's, you know, of course I would love to get to that point where I could do that, but I'm just wondering what kinds of things you did to improvise or to make it work. You've got families, you've got children, you have jobs and you have, you know, whatever limitations you may have. How did you adapt your, you know, how did you get some of that done given ordinary dude life where you've got, you've got responsibilities. You can't just be a gym rat all day long, maybe. So how did you handle the, the, the time that it takes to, to, to be physical? And, you know, I'm just curious what kinds of things you did on the physical activity. For me, you know what it's uh, I, I walk and I usually try to get a four to five minute mile. We're not four to five, four to four to five miles per hour. And um, sometimes I traded sleep for walking, but it's funny, but I, the next day when I didn't, um, wasn't as vigorous and I didn't have as good a day or I didn't sleep off. So um, I, I was perfect in the exercise for the challenge just because I've through past experience, if I don't go out and do something vigorous, then um, I just don't feel as good the next day. So for me, it really was, um, 
walking and I always do that outside. I don't like the treadmill. And uh, God, I just think outside the weather, the vitamins from the sun or just the weather. It's uh, it's just a great place for me to just get away. But it was just the vigorous exercise was, you know, visually walking. Probably, I probably averaged anywhere from uh, 10 to 15 miles a day just with my normal activities and then walking on top of that. Goodness gracious. Okay, I'd say that's pretty strenuous, 15 miles a day. You're doing pretty good. Look, for, for, for me, I had, to, I had to make it fit in during the day while I, was, while I was at work. So for me, I'd actually physically get myself out of the machine and I would jump on a shovel. I would jump on the manual labor side of things and I would, I would exert myself that, um, that that was probably the, the best opportunity that I knew I would have. So that's what I had to do. Moving the earth manually. There you that's go. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Taking advantage of the opportunity that was already there. Yes. Yeah. I did uh, more push-ups in these 60 days than I've ever done before. Uh, oftentimes, I'd find myself doing it after 10 or 11 o'clock at night where I'm saying, you know, I've been busy all day, but I haven't checked that item off the list yet. And uh, unlike Mike... Here in the Pacific Northwest, we don't get a lot of sun, especially this time of year. So fortunate for you, you have some sunlight, but it's wet here. It rains a lot. So I have a treadmill. This is a very multi-purpose room I'm in here. Got my office, got my wife's office, and a treadmill on the other side of the room. So this is where it happened. Uh, Push-ups and bicep curls, stretching, and hitting that treadmill, running and walking. Dude, if you do that, you're going to have a healthy life. I mean, that's we, we sometimes I know I try I try to overcomplicate things like that. I'm like, okay, I got to join CrossFit, but I haven't, you know, I haven't done any exercise in 15 years. I'm, I bet I need to start CrossFit or I need to do some crazy, crazy <laughs> thing. And sometimes you just walk, you, you put your hands on a shovel, you know, you run, you, you put, pick up some dumbbells or do some push ups, and it just doesn't have to be that. You don't have to overthink it. So no, it's all about mindset sometimes, Brad, I think, you know, and 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 I guess the, the sense of security we get ourselves into, you know. Do we really have to go to the gym or can we just change our lifestyle and 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 do things that are, you know, right in front of us that need to be done? And and I'm gonna say um I don't sit down in my job when students are there because I'm in the theater, I'm in the classroom, I'm on the stage, I'm in the shop behind. And so I'm constantly moving. And I'd, I'd probably, um, last school year before the, the shutdown, I was getting easily uh, 25 kilometers because uh, that's what my little uh, thing was set to on my phone, easily. 25 kilometers in a, in, in, a, in a week's time, just going around and around on the school. So now I'm sitting down and, uh, and my wife has said, you know, honey, you need to work out. We like you better. <laughs> and so um, she didn't. Not so, gr- not so grumpy when you work out. Is that what not so grumpy, you know, and I don't chew out the kids as much. And, and so really um, I, I needed a gym. And, uh, and gratefully, they're, they're really inexpensive ones here. And, um, and I knew that I wasn't going to do it right if I didn't have somebody accountable. So just a f- 
really it was just a few weeks before the 360 challenge is when I when I started. And I wanted to make sure if I was going to work out that I wanted to do it right, that I didn't I didn't want to strain anything. Um, 56 isn't old, but the fact is my my body, when your doctor says to you, you're not young anymore. Um, thank you very darn much. Um, and so I, for me, um, I wanted to make sure I wouldn't screw it up. So luckily I was able to afford 15 sessions with, with somebody. And now, now I'm, I'm doing it and it also helps any physical thing, um, you know, having, having accountability, the 360, but now I have a buddy that I go, go work out three days a week at the gym. And he just, he just wants to, you know, he doesn't want to turn into um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, he just wants to be fit. Um, And one thing that he discovered when he, when I told him I was tracking things, he didn't change his diet. He just started tracking and he lost 10 pounds just from a, a couple months of tracking his diet because he became aware of what he was eating, but he didn't, he didn't change it. I mean, he didn't stop eating this and start eating that. He just realized, Oh crap, I don't need, you know, seven donuts when, <laughs> when six and a half will do. And uh, Paul, how about you on the physical thing, physical stuff, strenuous physical activity? Yeah. So <clears throat> For me, uh, things have changed over the last couple of years regarding uh, physical activity, exercise, things like that. Uh, Prior to 2018, I was walking probably two, two and a half miles every day at work, going from building to building and and seeing different clients. Um, And in 2018, at the beginning of the year, I had a spine surgery um, to correct um, an issue that I've had since birth. and so ever since then, uh, walking and, and physical activities been more difficult. So even in fact, at work, I now have a motorized cart to get from place to place, which on the one hand, you know, saves me on one hand and it kind of increases my durability and whatnot. On the other hand, I'm much less active physically. So I have to find myself walking in between groups um, stretching has become a huge part of something that's very, very important to me um, and, and vital to to trying to uh, to be healthy. I walk with uh, forearm crutches. I've walked with forearm crutches since I was seven. So it's those metal crutches. And so it's it's basically lifting your body weight as many times as as many steps as you take. So that's a, a form of physical right. exercise uh, as well. Um, so it, it's something that I constantly have to be aware of and be flexible with um, as my, my physical condition, uh, develops over time. And as I get older, as, as other people have said, I, I found once I hit 30 and, you know, now I'm 47, but once I hit 30, things became a lot more difficult and it's become increasingly difficult over the years. Um, and then, um, while the surgery in 2018 helped correct things and it, it reduced a lot of pain, it's also slowed me down to a certain degree as well. So it, it's kind of a mixed bag sort of thing. But I've always had to make those adjustments throughout my life. Um, 2018 was my 27th surgery. So it's always been that idea oh, of yeah. recovery and, and, and physical therapy, those sorts of things. And it's basically just put your head down and go. Um, go until you drop. That's kind of what my my mental philosophy has been my entire life. I'm going to go until I drop and and then I'm done. So I don't know when that's going to be. Um, so I constantly have to 
reevaluate those things. And this challenge kind of challenged me to do that. That unfortunately, in my own head, it's it's unfortunate that for me, it's mostly about stretching and whatnot. But I've also had to remind myself the importance of that, that it, it's not about lifting weights and, and doing those types of things for me. It could be, but I haven't quite found that right balance of, of how to do that well with some of the limitations that I've that I've uh, had over the years. So that is some alpha shit right there. Mm-hmm. He's been on crutches for 40 years. He's doing a he's doing a fitness challenge. Uh, that's pretty that's pretty cool, man. Just even you're talking about lifting your body weight. That's strenuous physical activity, lifting your own body weight everywhere you go um, with your with your arms, I suppose. I mean, you're, it's just taking a lot of adjustment to to ordinary. Yeah. Life. And you've been dealing with this since birth. Yep, man. You make me feel like such a slacker. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, saying we all got our we all got our thing, you know. Everybody's everybody's got their challenge. So I want to wrap up here in a few minutes. I don't I want to keep you guys too long. I want to just talk about the last part of it. Actually, I guess two more questions. You know, the discipline or the you know abstaining from something, if you care to share anything about what that was. And then what would you change in the future? Because I, I think this can I think this is gonna catch on. I think we can maybe <clears throat> Uh, trim this down and, you know, clean it up a little bit, fix the process. I don't know if we want to have a start date and end date or just people pick it up when they want to, but suggestions about what we can do in the future. Uh, but first, um, the part about discipline and, you know, engaging with the tribe, talking real talk with other men. I want to share something, I guess, uh, this is this is pretty personal for me. And I guess as the leader of this thing, it's a little bit embarrassing, but this is, I think, what the kind of thing that men need to do. Um, so I have a history of addiction to many different things, processes, substances, and so forth. During the, during the COVID thing, uh, I relapsed on, on, a, on a couple of my primary addictions. And um, it was during this, during this 60-day challenge that I had to admit some powerlessness over that. Um, someone asked me about, was I powerless, which is one of the first step in the, in the addiction recovery, the 12 step programs. And I was pretty pissed off because it was like, no, I'm not powerless. I had long periods of sobriety from this. And, uh, I, it took me several days to answer this guy's text message who was kind of calling me out and asking if I was powerless. So I eventually admitted that I was, uh, got back into my, uh, my AA program and uh, started sharing some real talk with my people, my wife, uh, even my kids, my uh, parents, my best friends, and um, people that I trust, you know, faith leaders and so forth. And so um, abstaining from the addictive stuff, that was a huge one for me. And it's made probably the most difference of everything that I've done here. How about you guys? Uh, Tough things on the discipline, avoiding a habit. Some of you mentioned soda and some of that yeah, look, I guess, guess Brad, it's not just soda. You know, for for a while there, I was pretty reliant on uh, energy drinks as well. That was a big staple in my diet. Um, I guess you know, I I thought I was invincible there. I didn't need much sleep. I would work constantly, and and you know, if if the job came in, yep, I'd go do it. And 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 for for me, I guess I had I had support. My my father is a biochemist. And, um, yeah, I, I certainly didn't get any genes of, of that whatsoever. 
But um, for for me, he'd always sit me down and he'd talk to me and he'd he'd pull me aside and he'd go, "Do you know what's really in this stuff that you're consuming?" And I went, "No, I don't." And you know what, Dad? I probably don't need to know what's in it. And um, in in the end, I did I did listen to what to to what my my father had to say because uh, I, I guess. He's been probably one of the most influential people on, on my life thus far. And nine times out of ten, when your dad says that, you know, it's going to do something, it will do something. And I actually had a friend of mine two years ago who, who couldn't kick the habit. And in the end, it ruined his heart and, and it, it, it killed him. It killed him. He was consuming copious amounts of, of energy drinks every day. And in the end, he uh, he lost the battle to it, and his body gave in. So look, it, it it is real. the 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 struggles in life are real. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat that for one minute. But you know, when when I've got people like my dad on my side who said, "Look, I'd, I'd really strongly suggest that you know you you abstain from that. You don't do it." And I went, "Well, you know, that's that's enough for me." And and even even more recently, I I've been struggling myself too, weight wise. And just before the challenge kicked off, I I actually was down visiting with my doctor, and I've known my doctor for oh, probably twenty five years now. And he just looked at me square in the eye and he said, "Jared, because you're you're who you are, I can look at you. I can tell you you're fat." Wasn't I, his his words were, "Not obese. You are fat." And I kind of, you know, I kind of found that a bit hard to swallow and and uh, I left the room, came home and I said to my wife, I said, well, I've worked out what I'm going to be in life and that's a fat slob because that's what the doctors told me I'm going to be. And for me, that was that was the kick I needed was for someone else to tell me and, and, and see where my shortfalls were. And I guess since the start of the challenge so far today, I've managed to lose nearly 32 pounds. And wow. that's awesome. That's that's and and that is that that is diet based. That's that's changing what I'm eating. Not eating every five seconds because you know I was bored or I think I need to. You know I've been able to to cut a lot of things from my diet, such as candy or as you guys call it, candy. Here we call it lollies. Um, you know, soft drinks, energy drinks, all, all those things that 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 you know are, are really not good for you. And you know, I've I've still got a goal. I've still got a goal to lose at least another twenty four, twenty five pounds. So ho- hopefully, hopefully next time you see me, I'll, I'll be half the man that I that I am today. Yeah, and and it is it is a struggle. It's real. I don't I don't care what what anyone says. It, it was real and it was a struggle. And I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I I'm still I'm still drinking these monster energy drinks, four of them a day. I think on the can it says no more than three a day, and uh, I think you'll find it says two actually. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, I've got a and I've got a family of heart disease, and um, it's just that 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 is a that's my next thing. Some of the other things I had to stop were even more critical, uh, but that's that's definitely. I mean, I'm looking to do that maybe by the first of the year before the first of the year. So. Thanks for sharing that, Jared. Anybody else? Well, want to like that? You don't, don't, don't wait to start it, Brad. Start it tomorrow. Don't, don't wait. Mm-hmm. As you know, that's that's what I've always been taught. You know, we're we're not here to wait. Um, 
I've always taught to grab the bull by the horns and run with the bull. And eventually that bull will stop and then you can do what you want to the bull. Don't, don't wait for it to come to you. You'll have to go to it. I too, uh, I'm in AA. Uh, my sobriety date's 9-15-15. And for that, I'm grateful. But because of that, I've got kind of an addictive personality. And um, there's some things that are going to kill me a lot quicker than others. So there's some addictive habits that I just haven't given up. And um, I've tried everything to stop everything all at once. And it just wasn't sustainable. So um, during the challenge, I really didn't drink any energy drinks. And it's not so much about energy drinks. I just like drinking. I just a gallon of water is no big deal because I could I drink two gallons of water. I just like to drink a lot. I have a huge cup and I'm always got something in it. So really, it's just changing my mindset to, hey, you know what? I'm not going to do soda anymore. I'm just going to drink nothing but water. Um, hey, you know, I don't need that second donut. Um, I don't need the first donut to begin with. But it's just doing things in a way that. I'm not, these things aren't good for me, but somewhere inside of me, it's like, yeah, but you've already denied yourself of this and this and this, and are you going to keep on denying yourself? And, um, and for me, it's getting out of that mindset of, of denying, but more just doing the right thing. So, um, um, I didn't check that box once the whole, um, 75 days because there was always something that was addictive that I was partaking of, but, um, they're a lot less than they used to be. And, um, and uh, at 52, I've still got a few years to keep on kicking off those few things and not do things in excess and uh, working toward that goal. But um, my first and primary focus is uh, just to remain sober. You talked about going to meetings. So one of the, one of the things was engage with the tribe of men and, I just think, you know, if you're going to an AA meeting several times a week or some type of a recovery meeting, group therapy, any, any type of work like that, that is, that's a man who's leveling up. That's a man who's trying to you know, be his best. And if it's a Sunday school class or an AA meeting or a men's therapy group, support group of any kind, I just, I think that is as valuable as trying to work on your six pack abs. So you said you, you were doing that quite a bit. You got a lot of points from attending meetings uh, often through the week. That's pretty impressive, Mike. Since the COVID, there's a lot of people who dropped out and weren't able to do that kind of thing. So there's a, a club that I go to and um, usually, and after I get off this call, I'll go tonight, but at 8.30, there's a meeting that I chair that I'm in charge of and I've been doing that for the last, uh, really since the beginning of February, um, because if I wasn't there, then maybe somebody wouldn't be there and somebody wouldn't get in a meeting and then somebody would go out and drink. And who knows, that might be the last time they do that because if um, they could end up dying or killing somebody or doing something else. So um, I have to focus on those good parts and um, give myself credit for that, not beat myself up for the fact that uh, you know what? I had a couple of Cokes today um, and eventually I'll beat myself up for the Cokes, but right now I'm just not, to, I'm not at that point. Yeah. You're doing but look, Mike, I'll, I'll, I'll give you credit there, Mike, where credit's due because, you know, sometimes half the problem is you've got to own the problem before you can address it. And 
um, you know, for, for me, it was exactly that. I had to own it before I could, you know, address it. Often you'll sit there and go, oh, yes, one or two, that's not going to hurt. Or, you know, you, you sneak your donuts in on your way home from work because, you know, you're hungry and you can't wait till you get home. And, you know, it's just it's just the small things. And I think once once you own it and once you find the support, and, and look, you know, for, for me, the support has been obviously this group's been fantastic and, and watching everybody progress and follow through with it, I, I think was outstanding. But, you know, to, to have family and, you know, my, my wife support me, she'll often tell me that I don't need stuff anymore as well. And, you know, that's, that's kind of, I guess, where it's at for me is you know, once you've owned the problem, then, then you can deal with it. Yeah, you're right, Jared. That's great. Anybody else on, on that question or we'll go to what, how should we adjust this, uh, adjust this challenge in the future? Look, I, I don't think there's too much to adjust, Brad. I think, you know, as long as there's, I, I guess, portions to it where you can extend yourself, stretch yourself, um, that's, that's, where you, that's where the growth comes from. Anything we should take completely out of there? One of the things we'll share on social media, and I think that was a little bit confusing for some. And the, and and part of that was that was part another part of accountability. It's a way to get an easy point, but it was also about um, hey, I'm doing this thing. Uh, I know Michael did that a few times. Like hey, I'm in a challenge. I'm doing. So I'm journaling. I'm working out. You know, I'm drinking water. I'm trying to, you know, meditate, pray, I'm t- whatever the things that he was doing. And, and, and it was, and, and I would notice his friends kind of give him a little bit of, of props on there on Facebook about good job, man, way to go. And, and honestly, part of that was hoping to kind of promote the Alpha Quorum stuff too. But anything we should take off. If I look at this, if I look at some of the statistics, which I'll post uh, later in the show notes and stuff here. Um, Look, if 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 you if you like, if you like Brad, I'll, I'll be honest. I never I never once you know obviously tick the social media box because I I'm never one to talk about myself. I uh, I really struggle in in that area, and and by posting things on Facebook, I I I rarely do it. I you know it's just I guess an avenue for me to to keep in touch with with what's going on outside of, of where I live. Yeah, and for me, <clears throat> that ended up being the, the one piece that ended up having a little bit of a negative uh, twinge for me. I was posting consistently in our group, and I was I was sharing it with the guys in, in the Alpha Forum, and I felt good about that, and I felt like everybody was really supportive and whatnot, and that was one of the reasons that I joined the group. And then based on a conversation that you and I Brad, had, Brad, about maybe sharing it outside of uh, the group and on my Facebook page and what it was something that I didn't feel like I really wanted to do. I didn't really want to promote or self-promote um, kind of like, like Jared said, I'm, I'm not one to kind of put myself out there like that, but I felt like this, this group that we're in is sort of like a brotherhood and we're all sort of on the struggle together. So I felt good about sharing it with, with you guys, okay. but then to put it on my page, it felt a little bit, I don't know, it felt a little awkward or disingenuous. So about halfway through the challenge, I stopped giving myself that point because I stopped sharing uh, that stuff. So it wasn't anything wrong. It was just how it made me feel. And I didn't feel comfortable doing that. And maybe that was maybe I wasn't maybe getting the intent of it. Um, and so that may be my loss, but that was just something that that just didn't sit right with me. And I felt better about sharing it just with the group. So once that was kind of presented, I was like, oh, OK, I'm not going to do that. 
Okay. Uh, That's good feedback. I, I remember that conversation. And um, yeah, I think to talk about, there's also, we, we had the discord app. I don't know. Some of you were on there, but um, to talk about, to talk about your progress with other guys, I think that is valuable and that is valid. And this whole thing, man, I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just white trash with a master's degree. I'm just trying to figure out how this stuff works. I've never done a podcast, never done a men's group, never done any of this stuff. And so um, if I've been clumsy with that, I apologize with any, with anything I'm trying to figure out the right way to, the right way to do all this stuff. So um, that's good feedback. That's why I'm asking for it. Yeah, look, I, I don't yeah. think it's so much feedback, Brad. It's just, you know, I guess what, what one person is comfortable with, Yeah, you know, you, you yourself might be comfortable in doing that. I myself am not personally comfortable, so therefore I won't do it. You know, it was it was nothing. There was no offence taken by that at yeah. all. It was just, you know, there was nothing personal in it. It was just something I personally chose not to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's such a subjective thing. I actually have the statistics pulled up. Um, 107 yeses on shared progress on social media, 510 no's. So clearly most participants weren't doing that. But the irony is if this challenge wasn't being shared on social media, I wouldn't have been part of it. That's how I found it, right? So it definitely has value. And and I I actually took note a lot. I, um, on the the Alpha Quorum, and I talked to Brad about this, and he finds it interesting I say this. Um, but to me, I see um, I was raised by a single mom, and I have warped perspective of, of uh, what it means to be a man uh, mm-hmm. in that, you know, I don't do dirt bikes, and I, I appreciate people who do. Uh, scares the hell out of me. I know how to bake a pie. I know how to sew on a button. That's what my mom taught me how to do. But those things that in, in my, my perspective, um, I, I sometimes I'll make comments or I, uh, I force myself to, to make stuff, uh, put stuff on alpha quorum. But I know that my friends know me as, uh, as a drama geek, as, um, you know, uh, a guy who doesn't have a lot of calluses on my hands. And so my friends know me that, and so know me by that. So on my personal account, but I, you know, it, I also had a problem with it. I, um, but then I just had to, as an actor, you're constantly judged. And yeah, I can put myself out there on the stage and show people things, but what you're showing people, they tend to buy what you, you, what you show when you're on the stage. And so that's what Facebook is. It's, it's a stage. And um, so, um, but I also knew that with my friends, unlike the people that I don't really know on the Alpha Quorum uh, Facebook page, my friends would say, hey, Michael, that's cool. Um, Cause they know I don't do those things typically. And, uh, but I also, I had a hard time uh, and I, I spoke with Brad about this a few times. Um, I didn't want it to be a pissing contest. Um, that was my concern about it, about the challenge. It would become a pissing contest. And um, so, um, but then, you know, like, like Brad said early in the show, you know, uh, I did my, my nudie pics 
And, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, you know, I, I worked hard for that and I, um, still haven't gone to where I want to be, but, uh, I'm a lot farther and I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I agree with the, with making posts and stuff, but I, Brad talked to me about becoming vulnerable and I think that that's part of it is making yourself vulnerable, uh, you know, being naked to the world, uh, physically, uh, metaphorically, virtually, uh, all those other itties out there. Um, and so when, when Brad said to, you know, to, that this is showing that you can be vulnerable, that's one of the reasons why, why I did, why I think others did too, is, you know, you got to suck, suck it up especially somebody who's already um, thinking, okay, I'm not a manly man. Um, uh, and whatever, whatever that means, uh, it was uncomfortable, but it was, it was a good thing for me, for Michael. It was a good thing for me to do. That's good feedback, man. I'd love to you see You know it. what? Uh, the only thing I have to me is that I was my Instagram, all my social media stuff other than the Discord is all – my business so i typically don't mix business my personal life try not to um because sometimes i say things in my personal life that aren't going to do well for my business so um as a result i just just posting or did give myself credit for any of those um i didn't even think about discord i mean i probably was on there at least you know probably 20 times and I guess I did myself fine, but I didn't really think about it that way. How we can more Facebook, Instagram, um, all the other different media things that I to promote my business and myself through my bit, my, through the social media. There may be a couple of tweaks, you know, and I'll be open to any suggestions that you have, any of you listeners or any of you competitors here, you winners, you alphas. Listen, about 25 people, I think, signed up for this challenge. The first, our first winner here. Jared Brown from uh, Brisbane, Australia. Second place, Michael from right here in Las Vegas. Third place, Mike in Vegas. And then I have to look. I can't remember which was next. I think Jeremy was next. And then Paul. I'm, I, I can't remember the, the numbers exactly. And, I, and I, I can't because I'm recording this Zoom call. I can't go to my other screen to see, see what those were. But top five dudes right here. We're talking about reporting pretty much every single day or catching it up the next day. Um, I know Michael was, uh, I could tell he was really invested in this because he, I had to delete, he, he, there was 60 days. I got about a hundred scores from him, (laughs) which means he kind of wanted to go back and tweak it and change it. And it was like, maybe he initially admitted when he was wrong or uh, didn't, didn't uh, complain. And then maybe later in the day he complained. And so he went to change it. And so I did, we had to go back and do a little cleanup there, but uh, just appreciate your effort in this. Just by doing it, you become a better man. You become better for your family, your community, and whatever it is that you're doing, you're a stronger dude because of this. You're also building something. This is the first video. Hope, hopefully, this is going to, maybe this will be on YouTube because this is the first time we've really ever done a video podcast out of, I don't know, 70 episodes or wherever we are um, over two years' time. First one video, first one with an international guest. Um, first time this is a competition, by the way, I've got these hats. Um, 
some of you, you gave me your sizes and I got your addresses and everything. I'm going to send these to you. I got something a little bit special there for you. Uh, Jared, Michael, and Mike as being in the top three um, in addition to the hat. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, I appreciate your involvement for being engaged, for trying to live this in your personal life. Hope to be friends with all of you and um, learn more from you. Appreciate what you've done for this whole thing. And I um, hope you guys have a great holiday season and a good new year. And I'm guessing this is not the end of our conversation and we're going to continue to, uh, to be friends and help each other level up. So thank you for being here. You guys have a great night. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, Brad. See you later. Thanks guys. Thanks boys. You. Appreciate the ch- I appreciate the challenge. Ah, excellent. Nice Have a you steak and too. kidney pie for me, okay, Jared? Steak and kidney? No way. Steak and mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, I lived in New Zealand for a few years, so I miss my steak and kidney pies. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. kidneys are for the animals, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's for the dog food. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, take care. All right. Nice to meet you, fellas. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum.